Hebrews chapter number 11 once again tonight, Hebrews chapter number 11, and uh, for some time now I have been preaching on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights on the subject of faith, and uh, once again I'll look into Hebrews chapter number 11 this evening, and we'll look at that subject of faith and look forward to what the Lord has uh, for us tonight. It is good to see the Mueller family this evening, and, uh, and friends of ours, family of Nathaniel, and, and we like them, that's why we put up with Nathaniel, so, but it is good to see them in the service tonight. Hebrews chapter number 11, and uh, I'm going to read a passage of scripture um, tonight that um, I have, I don't know if you ha- do this, but I have different passages of Scripture uh, that I refer to often. Um, I have Scripture that uh, if, if, if I need to be encouraged, I go to it, let it encourage me. Uh, if I, uh, this is one of those passages of Scripture that serve two purposes. If I ever feel like I'm getting a big head, this helps me. Uh, but if I ever feel like um, uh, if I ever get discouraged, this passage helps me, it reminds me of some things. And you'll understand what I'm talking about in just a moment. Uh, Hebrews chapter number uh, 11 in verse 30. And, and by the way, you ought to use scripture like that. The Bible is not just so you can read a certain amount of verses a day so you can say you read through the Bible in a year. Read through the Bible in a year. Uh, but the Bible is there for us to lean on and depend on and to build a life on. And uh, so use the Word of God. Hebrews 11, let's begin reading verse number uh, 33. Who, through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Here we have a list of things that uh, some unnamed Christians endured and accomplished. Uh, Hebrews 11, and we've spent... We spent a year uh, on the subject of faith in Sunday school. Uh, In in recent years, uh, I've been bringing messages from the life of Abraham and David and and Samuel and some pretty well-known Bible characters that can be an example example to us. But here we have some unknown, unknown faithful, quite a list of what they endured for the cause of Christ. Those that were martyred, those that paid the ultimate price. And make no mistake about it, as a Bible believer, as a Baptist, our Baptist forefathers faced a great persecution. Blood was shed. Uh, That's why you and I, we ought to be convicted of how much we don't read this book because the the amount of blood that was shed so that we could have this book. 
And I'm going to get off on a tangent here, so you just bear with me. I've been cooped up in my house for six weeks. Um, uh, I'm not a Protestant. I'm a Baptist. And uh, I, I'm not going to um, uh, dip my colors, if you will, because uh, I'm, I'm a student of history as well. And, uh, you know, you, you, know I, you know, one of my pet peeves is that coexist bumper sticker and all of that. How do you coexist when everybody on there but one is trying to kill the one? I, I've never understood that. But um, uh, the point I'm making is a great price has been paid so that we have what we have. Why would someone give their life for the cause of Christ? Well, you can say they love the Lord. That's certainly true. Uh, you could say they were dedicated. That was certainly true. But you cannot say that they are not people of faith. They were not people of faith. Uh, I love this chapter. I love the, the lessons on Abraham, great man of faith. Last Sunday night, the message I brought on Sarah in that principle of if, you can't, if you're not going to go by faith, go through faith. And you may not have the faith to react, but you can go from unbelief to belief so th th that example that, that Scripture has given us. But yet we have some, we don't even know their names. But they paid the ultimate price for the cause of Christ because of their faith. Don't you want greater faith? I do. Uh, we say, I would have the faith of Abraham. I'd love to have the faith of, of Joseph. How about the faith of the unknown faithful? who were tortured and imprisoned simply because they would not renounce the name of Christ. That's something for us to ponder tonight. Tonight I'm going to teach on the faith of the unknown faithful. There are some vital and key truths for you and I tonight. So if you're here in the service this evening, I want you to pay close attention to me. If you're watching uh, this evening, I want you to pay close attention to me. Uh, there's some life-changing truths here. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that uh, you would help us tonight as we go through the Bible study. May the truths we see resonate with us. Uh, may we tonight uh, evaluate our own faith. Uh, may we tonight um, uh, be honest with ourselves in areas that we need to uh, increase our faith. May we allow ourselves uh, to make things right with you. If we need to make things right with you, uh, but Father, may uh, the faith of these unknown, uh, may they be an example to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, as we've looked at Hebrews chapter 11, there are several different characters, many uh, lessons that come from there. But tonight we look at the faith of the unknown faithful. We don't even know their name. Uh, we know the name of Abraham, we know the name of Joseph, we know the name of Samuel, we know the name of David. Uh, we even know the name of Rahab, the harlot, who God put in this great uh, chapter on faith. But yet, as the chapter, chapter number 11 begins to, comes to a close, uh, we, there are some, some individuals who we are told about, but we don't even know their name. Their name is not even given to us. And let me make a statement that would apply to our passage of Scripture tonight, but would also apply to you and I when it comes to our faith as a Christian right now. Listen very carefully. God chooses some to highlight as an example. We've, we see this in Hebrews chapter number 11. He's given us Abraham. He's given us David. He's given us Samuel. He's given us Joseph. He's given us, and the list could go on and on. God chooses some to highlight as an example. But he also gives us the unnamed, 
and unknown, and they are not unnoticed with God. Let me say that again. God chooses some to highlight as an example, and we can learn from them. But he also gives us the unnamed and the unknown who are not unnoticed with God. Uh, just because we don't know their name doesn't mean God doesn't know their name. And just because we don't know who they are today, we know that th there's some who have paid the ultimate price. They, they are not unnoticed with God. You say, Pastor, okay, that's, that's a bunch of cute words you put together, and, and I get the gist of it, but I don't see how that applies to me. In the Christian life that you and I are living, your race, are you with me tonight? Every one of us has a race. You are not running my race I am not running your race. You are to run the race that God has designed for you. As a matter of fact, the only way you can be successful in the life that God has given you, your whole success of life is based on how well are you running the race that God has set before you. You are not going to get a, a, an award at the judgment seat of Christ because you tried to run my race or somebody else's race or you critiqued somebody else's race. The only thing that you will be compared to is how did you run the race that God has given you to run. So how this applies to us tonight is, is if we have faith, nobody even has to know our name. Nobody even has to acknowledge the fact that we had faith. We, we have faith because we want to please Him. We, we've seen that, right? The only way to please God is to live by faith. If it's not of faith, it is sin. Uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, how much time you spend in the Bible and how much you obey this book is directly tied to the amount of faith you have in running your race. So our goal is to please God. Stay with me as I lay this foundation. Our goal is to run the race by faith. We don't know every obstacle that we're going to face in this, in this race. We don't know uh, the opposition. We don't know uh, how every, every twist and, and bend and, and, and un, in circumstance we didn't see come. We don't know that. But we have to run the race by faith. And it seems like, even the day we live, God still chooses to, to highlight certain individuals, maybe in, in my viewpoint, in your viewpoint, and, and we see their faith. But just because uh, nobody knows your name, if I can say it like that, doesn't mean your faith goes unnoticed. Because I remind you that, that if you're going to please God, you must have faith. Some of the greatest works ever done by man <clears throat> were done and are done by people who, who are in the shadows, people who nobody knows their name, but they ran their race, and when, when adversity came to their race, they by faith persevered. When an obstacle came, they still trusted God and persevered. When change came that they did not anticipate, they still had faith in God. I don't know their name tonight. You don't know their name. But literally, history is filled with Christians who just by faith trusted God. And just because we can't go to a library and take their biography off of a shelf and read the great works of faith that they did doesn't mean recorded in the library of heaven there are not those same works listed and noticed by God because of the great faith 
that they had. There's some Bible heroes in this passage of Scripture. You think of David, a man of faith. You think of Abraham, a man of faith. One of my favorite Bible characters who I think is an underrated Bible character, Samuel, a great man of faith. Joseph, what an example of faith. But friend, let's not leave out tonight these unnamed individuals who paid the ultimate price and nobody knows their name. You can't name your child after them because you don't know their name. You can't thank God for them by name because you don't know their name. We need to be reminded there are some that God chooses to highlight as an example, but there are some, the unnamed, the, unnoticed, the, the, the unknown, they are not unnoticed with God. That's why we should not be comparing ourselves among ourselves and, and if you'll stay with me tonight, this is going to be a very helpful, helpful lesson. Our goal is to please God. The only way your success in your life is if you please God. So, Pastor, what if I go and I make a lot of money? Well, good, I hope you tithe off of it, but that don't mean you're going to please God. Pastor, what if I go? The only way you can die a pauper and penniless but if you please God with your faith, it's recorded in heaven. And I'll get to that a little bit more in a moment. Let me make four statements tonight concerning the faith of the unknown faithful. Number one, we have the known accomplishments of the unknown people of faith. Look again in Hebrews chapter 11. I'll make that statement again. We have the known accomplishments of the unknown people of faith. Scripture records them. I'll read through a list. See if you can find this and follow this in verse 33 and 34 and 35. They subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They waxed valiant in fight. They turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Pretty good list so far. This is the accomplishments through faith done by people, we don't even know their names, that are recorded for us in Scripture. Our goal is to live by faith. Our goal is is to please God. Our goal is just to run the race that God has given us to run. And there are some who have gone before us. Scripture refers to them tonight. There are some through the generations that have gone before us. We don't know their name, but we have an awful lot to be thankful for because those that have gone before us have accomplished wonderful things for the Lord. How did they do it? They do it by talent. I'm certain there are individuals in this list that have some talent. But that's, this is not a, cha a chapter on talent. It's a chapter on faith and faith in God. If you want, if you want a humbling experience sometime, you ought to, you ought to read some, so, some church history, read some Baptist history of the, the martyrs of the faith and those who, who paid the great price for our faith. That's why... And another little side note here, Baptists didn't come off the church sign. 
One, because I'm not ashamed of what I am. And number two, too much of a price has been paid. And they've accomplished wonderful things. This ought to encourage you and I. Because here are unnamed, they have a name, but we don't know it. They're unknown Christians who made their mark in heaven, certainly, because they please God. But they made their mark on history and influence of other people because of their faith. We as Christians, we talk about faith. We sing living by faith. We preach about faith. We put faith in our taglines. We, 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 on our social media, we hashtag faith. But yet so many times we live faithless lives and we need to be reminded that that which pleases God and that which truly moves mountains is faith. We remember the passage about the faith of a mustard, the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. How many of you have ever heard that preached on or taught on and in your mind said, well, I just don't believe that? Like, it's kind of going against the teaching of it. The faith of a mustard seed moves mountains. God puts such a premium on faith. We have the known accomplishments of unknown people. Say, Pastor, I, that's great. This is a good history lesson. How does that apply to me? There's some unknown Sunday school teachers in history that were great people of faith. You may have heard of some that have been produced through their Sunday school class, but you don't know their name. They were unknown, but yet they did great works for God. That's why, Christian, you stand and you serve faithfully in your stead. You're not going to get the applause down here that you probably deserve. And, and, and I'm trying to be as mindful as I can to be appreciative of all the work that goes on over here. But you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for the Lord. Be faithful because you don't know who you're going to influence. And you have unknown Sunday school teachers. People don't even know who they are. But what they have produced has moved cities. Great missionaries of the past. And the one I always use, not a missionary, but I always use the example of D.L. Moody and, and three million souls walking down the aisle for salvation during his ministry. But it was a Sunday school teacher who got a burden for a lost teenage boy. Most of us, a lot of us know his name. But there's a lot of Sunday school teachers like that. What about a soul winner? You know, for, for somebody to get saved and then call to the ministry, or have a home that now honors the Lord, or win somebody else, there's got to be somebody that by faith shares the gospel. Uh, those who have touched the lives of other people, who have made an influence in a life, they, they don't, you, nope, you don't know, they don't know their name, but those faithful servants of God who week in and week out are just an influence for right and righteousness. There's no, no, there, we have known accomplishments, but we don't know necessarily who they are. You think of just parents, Christian parents who rear their children for the Lord. You know, we, have, we have lost parents who rear their children with a purpose and a plan. It's amazing to me how much in our day we live as Christian parents, that that's not always a priority. And it should be. You realize it takes a lot of work and prayer 
and dedication and sacrifice to rear your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And if you haven't looked around lately, to sit and leave it to beaver land. The world is a lot different today than it's ever been. And mom and dad, you faithfully, you faithfully rear your children for, for the Lord. If they fight you about going to church, if they fight you about doing right, you be willing to fight that battle. And you be people of faith and just believe that book. Everybody knows their name. But it's faith that makes a difference in the life of somebody else. There are many Christians, there are many in the, in the Emmanuel Baptist Church. The Emmanuel Baptist Church is a great church. I say that, I'm the pastor, and I, I, I have the privilege of pastoring this church. And if you're a member of this church, you get a sense, especially if you've been other places, you get a sense of what we have. What's the secret? Is it the winning personality of the pastor? Well, that certainly helps contribute to it. Is, 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 it, is, it, the, is it all the leadership? Well, certainly that, that attribute. No, it's a lot of people in the background who just love God, show up every time they can show up. They, they do whatever they can do. They're cleaning the bathroom when nobody's looking. They're, they're keeping the nursery when nobody else wants to do it. They, they even come down here when nobody else is down here and do things around the church. They, they, they're, they're in their prayer closet when, when, early in the morning when other people are sleeping. They're the unknown people of faith who just believe the Word of God. And nobody, if I could put it in this terminology, will ever know their name. But they're doing a lot of good stuff because of their faith. Don't, get, don't let the devil tell you, you doing right is not making a difference. You doing right makes a difference. You believe in that book makes a difference. You, you, you by faith said, I don't know how and I don't know all the reasons why, but I'm just going to believe God and I'm going to have faith. It makes a difference. There are Christians, maybe even here tonight, listening tonight, if you just made up your mind, okay, I'm going to give in, I'm just going to trust God, live by faith, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at what that little grain of a mustard seed-sized faith would do. So would you have an example? Sure. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Many were kingdoms were conquered because of a grain of faith the size of a mustard seed. I got to move on because there's much more I want to get to. Number two, we have the known sacrifice of the unknown people of faith. We have the, the known list of works we've already referred to, the accomplishments, but now we have the known sacrifice of the unknown people of faith. Before I go through this list, can I just remind all of us, when you got saved, and you decided you were going to live for the Lord, nobody told you it was going to be easy. If they did, they lied to you. If you're going to serve the Lord, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be challenges. Life is full of challenges. Serving God, be obedient to God, sometimes comes at a very great price. Very great price. That's why you and I must have a surrendered heart to God. 
a surrendered heart to do whatever he'd have us do. Surrendered heart that I'm going to be obedient to this book no matter what life brings me. But look at the price that was paid. See if you can find this list begins in verse 35. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. What does that mean, not accepting deliverance? They had a way out if they would just recant. They had a way out if they would just convert. They had a way out if they would give up their faith, but not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute. And you're going to quit because somebody called you preacher man at work. You're going to quit because the neighbors won't talk to you because you go, you go to church. You're going to quit because Aunt Susie makes fun of the way you rear your kids. God help us. I don't want my mansion next to them in heaven. We don't pay a price. But let's, let's get real tonight. We have the known sacrifice of the unknown people of faith. They were afflicted, tormented. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Uh, they weren't popular. They weren't mainstream. As a matter of fact, they were hunted. You cannot talk about the accomplishments of their faith without talking about the sacrifices they made because of their faith. I have three words that I often use in my own little world I live in that I think would apply to us. If you're going to have, be a person of faith, you better be prepared for three things. Betrayal, brokenness, and being battered by this world. There's a sacrifice. I mentioned a while ago, there's a lot of unnamed Christian parents who all they've done, all they've done is just rear their children for the Lord. It takes a lot of faith to do that. But there's a price to pay. We want to serve faithfully in our ministries. We want to be a faithful witness. We want to be a faithful member of the church that God has placed us in. We want to be a blessing to other people. We, we, want, to, we want to do everything that we can do. And, and along the way, one of the most disheartening things is to be betray, betrayed by somebody that wouldn't even be saved if it wouldn't have been for your efforts and faithfulness. Of course, the Lord does that, but you know what I mean by that. You almost feel the pain of the Apostle Paul when he says, Demas hath forsaken me. Betrayal hurts. Brokenhearted, that hurts. Sometimes life just brings that. But for a, for a church like the Emmanuel Baptist Church in the day we live in, to stand on this book and to be what we're supposed to be, there are sacrifices to be made. We know the known sacrifices of the unknown people of faith. Um, as we think of this tonight and ponder of this, we ought, to, we ought to go in our mind, how far does my faith go? Let me say it like this. Maybe, maybe we'll understand this a little bit better. What's your price? I'm willing to pay this, but I'm not going beyond that. Uh, would it be a people of faith 
I want to be faithful till the Lord calls me home. Let me get to number three and number four, because this is where I'll spend the remainder of my time. I've got an hour and a half or so left. We see number three, the known value of the unknown people of faith. The known value. They may be unknown in name, but there's a known value. Look at verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy. Because I consider myself a student of history, which would include church history, Bible history, but you can't really separate history from, from those things. You get an appreciation for the price that people have paid for us to have freedoms, um, not just as an American, the price was paid in our nation, make no mistake about it. The price has been paid for us to have freedom. But also, when it comes to our faith in our salvation and what we have, there are some who paid a price, and we have a viewpoint that we ought to see tonight, of whom the world was not worthy. I have a high estimation of people, Christians, who because of their faith has paid a price you and I have not been asked to make. This is not my estimation of these individuals. This is God's declaration. Now, all of us in here have opinions, do we not? And all of us think our opinions matter more than anybody else's. But I think we would all agree that God's opinion supersedes all opinions. And it does not matter what you and I think about these unnamed individuals. It doesn't matter what the world who persecuted them, the world who took that life from them, it does not matter what this world thinks. There's a God in heaven and says, this world is not even worthy of these Christians because of their faith. Can I just say to all of us, shame on us. Shame on us for trying to embrace this world. Shame on us for trying to be accepted for this world when there are people of faith who lost their lives and had everything taken from them and God in heaven says that world is not even worthy of their existence. What a standard that has been set for you and I. But we see that God has said that the world is not even worthy of them. Doesn't that remind us it's God's opinion that matters most? See, what the world disdains, heaven honors. It's a simple statement. You've got, you got to remember that. What the world disdains, heaven honors. Sometimes God doesn't choose to deliver because there's a greater resurrection. Remember, you and I, what are we to do? What's our responsibility to please God? How do we do that? By faith. Faith in what? Faith in Him as we run our race that is set before us. And we're to be faithful in doing that. But this unfinished work of the unknown people of faith, please listen closely. The Bible says, after these all, having obtained a good report through faith. Notice what they've obtained. They've obtained a good report. How did they obtain it? Through faith. The Bible does not say they obtained good results. 
But that's what you and I look for. The Bible does not say they obtained great success. The Bible does not say they obtained men's praise, man's praise. It doesn't say that. It doesn't even say that they've obtained great appreciation. And there's a lot of our brethren that they miss this because we think that we have to be accepted by this world. And I certainly want to live peaceably with all men. But God's word in this world we live in, they are on a head-on collision. And if you and I are going to live by faith, by the word of God, it's only a matter of time before there is a conflict in what we are pursuing is, don't miss this, a good report. We have the wrong standard. We have the wrong goal. What should all of our goal be in life? A good report. How, what, they obtained it. They didn't obtain great appreciation. They obtained a good report. Let me give you an illustration. A student, every quarter or so often, depending on how the system's set up, they may get a report card sent home. That is their report of what they have done in that quarter. Now, if I was using myself as an illustration, it would certainly be a good report, but that's a whole other story. It is the report of what they have done. So much greater is a life of faith. God says they've obtained a good report. There's going to be a lot of Christians surprised when the things they put a premium on in three score and ten years, it don't matter in eternity. It don't matter what you want to do. It don't matter what you and your mind has figured out is going to please you. It don't matter. If I can say it like this, it's an F on the report card. And some people that were laughed at because of their faith in God. And some people who were the weird one, and, well, I would never want to be like that, and look at all that they've given up, and, and they're just cast aside. They're going to be the ones that are smiling the biggest at the judgment seat of Christ. Because God said, you've obtained a good report. Boy, I can't think of this subject, I can't think of this passage of Scripture without thinking about the, the book of Revelation. And even out of the first few chapters, you have the blood of the martyrs crying out, saying, say, say, uh, say bring judgment and justice. It, there is a premium on those by the mind of God who their faith, they give the ultimate price, they pay the, the sacrifice just to be faithful to God. Can I help us tonight? There's a lot of young adults in the building. You're not standing before your buddies. You're not going to stand before what's her name or what's his name or cousin so-and-so or whoever. You're not going to stand with them or before them. All that is going to matter is what you did by faith in running your race. He said they obtained a good report. I'm not done. 
It means that they have a good report for what they've done. These unknown people of faith, it's a work they started has not yet been finished. The world would say, what a waste. The world would say, I don't understand the sacrifice. Why would you waste your life when you could be doing, why waste your youth, why waste your, 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 your late teens and your, and your, and your 20s, and your, why waste it? You've got plenty of time for all of that, but they understand that the good report comes from a work that they do for God. You say, what, what they don't matter anymore. That's not true. Because their story does not end. Some people think just because people know who they are on social media, they're a big deal. Some people think that, that because they go and, and they make their mark in this way, that's a big deal. You realize that there are, there are converts on continents all over this world, including this one, who six and seven generations ago, a missionary, won someone to Christ, and now, six and seven generations later, there are still converts resulting from the efforts of a missionary hundreds of years ago. Friend, I, I, I stood. I stood on the soil in the nation of Israel at a at a city, an old port called Caesarea. And if you know your Bible, you know that's where Paul was when he appealed to Caesar. And it was there the gospel was taken to Europe. He was a martyr. You and I have a, we have a church. The gospel got to Europe and those churches were founded, which we have churches today. His story is still being told. And there are un... Don't, please don't miss this. This could help you change your priorities, change your goals. There are unknown Sunday school teachers from hundreds of years ago. They have long been in heaven, but, but their story is still being told. Because somebody they taught that Sunday school class led somebody else to Christ or was a missionary or married a preacher and it just kept going. And that faithful man to faithful man and then faithful man to faithful man and their report is still being written, is still being told. Yeah, these, these in, unnamed individuals who were laughed at and were mocked at and ultimately they lost their life. God is in, he in heaven says they have a good report. And it's not going to be all told till they stand at the judgment seat of Christ and they receive that which their faith accomplished. Every parent, listen carefully to me. Rear your children according to the Word of God. So, well, I have, I have a child who, who, didn't, who didn't keep what I taught them. You, by faith, teach the Scripture. Let me just throw this in there, if you'll allow me to, tonight. I'm going to do it anyway. Sounds nicer if I ask. But don't, let, don't you let a rebellious child 
change you. Don't you do it. You keep your faith in God. Well, I, I'm so many Christians are, well, I can't see it now. I've lived my whole life. I've been a Sunday school teacher for 15 years, and I don't see any results. The report's not written yet. It's not over. Until we're all standing before that judgment, it will not know the end of the story. And I just picture it this way, and I may be wrong, but I picture it this way. There are those who we assume now that are going to be up in the front of the line getting all their rewards. They're going to be pushed aside because there's, there's going to be a faithful little old lady who prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and her faith, the report is longer. There's going to be a faithful parent who, who amidst all kinds of circumstances and obstacles, they just did what was right and by faith believed God and that little seed of faith God took and he planted into one heart and it led to another and another and another and another. It's not over until we're all at the judgment seat of Christ. So the devil will tell you, oh, you wasted your life. Oh, you wasted your time. Uh, it's not true. These unknown, they have an unfinished work. And you and I, let's be very careful not to judge our life by this life. Because if you lay up that which is eternal, that report is still being written. I made a statement several weeks ago. I made it several times. It's been a little while since I've made it. I made the statement that I am not going to wait until I get to heaven to enjoy being saved. I am not going to wait until I get to heaven to just bask. I don't know if you, you should even say this, as a preacher should even say this, but bask in the awesomeness of being a child of God. But you know what? I am living for eternity, though. I don't have to wait to get over there to get a glorified body, to do all those things that, that we're going to enjoy, to enjoy being saved. I enjoy being forgiven now. I enjoy being a child of God now. I enjoy having uh, access to the Father now. I enjoy being saved. I enjoy my life as a Christian. But I, I want to live so that my three score and ten, or however long the Lord gives me, makes an impact long after I'm gone. Too many Christians are short-sighted in their faith. I, I, I got to see the effort now, I, I, the reward now. I want to see, see now. Well, I, I've, been, I've been praying for, for a year and a half, and nothing's happened. Well, you're not going to get the martyr's crown in heaven because you, you, you live this separated life because you didn't say the bad words other people said, because you went to church three times a week, I'm sorry, you're not getting a martyr's crown in heaven, but you will be blessed by obedience. And let your life be a life of faith. I wonder, and I close with this in a, in a personal matter, because I can relate to it. I wonder, because I understand the pressures and weight of being a, being a pastor. I understand what it's like to have my own burdens, but I understand what it's like to carry yours. 
Some of you, you need to straighten up because you're a heavy burden. That's beside the point. But you get the point I'm making. It's a, and I'm not, I'm not bellyaching. I'm going to make a point. I'm not whining. I wouldn't trade what I do for anything. It's the reality of it. But I wonder how many pastors have not quit. I'm, I'm not trying to quit. Don't let me interject that. You know, I could just, pastor said he's going to quit. You know, I didn't say that. But I wonder, because they saw the faithfulness of one of their church members. See, you don't think about that when you drag yourself in when you don't feel like going. Can, 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 I, can I use myself as a per, an illustration? Will you allow that? Because there's sometimes I come in and I feel the heavy weight and I've wrestled in the wee hours of the morning about what to preach. And I come in and I feel the weight of some things and I look around and I look for, and there's so-and-so. And they just told me what the doctor said. There's so-and-so. I know what they've been through this week. They know what they've been through this week. I know what they've been through this week. All right, I'm ready to preach now. And you may think that is carnal and I'll wake up ready. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But that may be a, a simple illustration. But the point is this. You don't know the impact you have on other people in the cause of Christ. And I'll finish, I told you I was finishing like 15 minutes ago. One more thing. If I can make it appeal to the young people listening, young people in this building, quit selling yourself short of what you could do for God. And you're just going to have to permit me to be pastor just for a moment. But there's some of you who God has called you, you have surrendered. It is not somebody else called you, it's your lips to my ears. And you know God has called you, and what's keeping you out of serving God is because you just don't think you can do it. You just don't think you're cut out for it. You think you messed up way back here, and you can't do it. You can't. Don't discount what God can do with your life. It's, you're not the one that's going to do it. God will do it. Don't discount mom, single mom, you fight the battles and carry the load. Your report isn't finished yet. Don't quit, Christian. You don't understand the impact that you're making on somebody else that you don't even know you're making it. These unknown faithful. Next time you feel sorry for yourself, turn to Hebrews chapter number 11 and read of those who paid that ultimate price. Boy, they speak to us today. I, I'm thankful. Can you tell I've been cooped up for a long time? But just, I live with my wife and three daughters and some guy that apparently is around all the time now, but I live in a house full of women, which means I don't ever get to talk. So I don't want to let you go because I'd just like to talk for a little bit if that's okay. You know we're very blessed and unique as a church, right? I've been a member of this church since I've been six years of age. I've grown up here. 
Some of you, I grew up with your kids. Some, some of you, you were old enough to be my grandpa. Well, anyway, um, boy, I've had the privilege of being on staff here for a long time, pastor here for seven years now. I, I pastor. Think about this. I get to pastor people who had a part in me even being here, who taught me Sunday school, who were a good example. Think about that. Say, Pastor, what does that mean? I'm not living forever. If the Lord tarries his coming, somebody else will take my place one day. You could have an impact on them now. Well, nobody knows. No, you're missing the point. It's just your faith that God can use that speaks. Father, I pray you'll take the truths tonight.